Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Tuesday, March 21st. And as always, this brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is National Crunchy Taco Day. Oh, Are yeah. you more of a crunchy taco or a soft taco fan? Crunchy taco, for sure. I know they're a little bit messier. I know like soft tacos are probably a bit easier to eat and a little less messy, but I, I like crunchy tacos, man. It gives me a little texture in my taco. Huge, huge crunchy taco fan. Okay, have you tried the uh, like the Doritos Locos tacos that Taco Bell puts out where they put the like Dorito chips as the crunchy taco? I have not. I don't eat at Taco Bell, so I I have not had that. It's probably kids, a smart idea. Yeah, I, I, I hate Taco Bell, man. It's, I don't know, it's super crappy. I hate Taco Bell. My kids love it, though. I think they've had that. Um, they're they're big Taco Bell fans, but no, I haven't I haven't eaten at Taco Bell. Oh, man. I haven't eaten at Taco Bell since probably Braxton was little, so nine, eight, nine years, something like that. Good Lord. Um, okay. Yeah, something something like that, somewhere around there. So huge, huge crunchy taco fan, but no, I haven't had that. Speaking of crunch, it's also National French Bread Day. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said yesterday, man, any type of carb day, I am 1,000% in. I love bread. I don't have French bread a lot, but I do like French bread. We used to make French bread pizza and just get it like oh. a big loaf of French bread and then uh, put you know, pizza sauce and cheese and put that in the oven and just bake it. I've never had that. That sounds very interesting. I would totally try that. It's really good. French bread pizza. Yeah, I'm down for that. I would love to try that. Good things happened yesterday. Braves beat the Rays 6-5. to five. Continue to look decent. You and I have got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Not about this game, but no. about the Braves. A lot uh, of Braves news beat- came down yesterday. Yeah. Braves beat the Rays 6-5. Olsen had two RBIs, continues to look good. Albies, Shoemaker, Pilar, and Grissom all added an RBI. Kyle Wright, two and two-thirds innings, four earned, zero Ks. He didn't look great. No, he didn't, but I think that's – is that his first start in spring training? Yes. Yeah, so it it is what it is. You see, you see Freed's line, you see Strider's line, uh, and these guys have, you know, six, seven starts under their belt already in spring training. So I, it, it's not great from Kyle Wright. But it's his first outing in spring training, so take it with a grain of salt. I think the guy's going to come back and be fine. Let's not forget that we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Mike Soroka will pitch Wednesday, which I'm pumped about, so I can't wait for that. Um, The big news that we have to talk about, because I'm still baffled. Yeah. The Braves today optioned, or yesterday, optioned Nick Anderson... Von Grissom, Braden Shoemake, Jordan Luplo, and Eli White to Triple A Gwinnett reassigned Danny Young, Ryan Castile, and Joe Hudson and Yomar Sanchez to minor league camp. Atlanta now has 32 players in camp. 
yesterday, Brian Snicker, it was reported that Brian Snicker was going to choose between Shoemake and Grissom to be the starting shortstop. <laughs> what, for Triple A Gwinnett? <laughs> I guess so. Dear Lord. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I kind of read a little bit more into this, and I, I think I could be wrong here, but I think this is the case. I, I think if if Grissom doesn't get called up until, like, June, then the Braves have, like, one or two more years of control under his – under his um. What's the thing you signed? My good contract. There it is. That's a that's a hard concept to wrap my head around this morning. Um, but I, I think I think if he doesn't get called up until like June, the Braves have one or two years more of control. So I, it's still confusing, Billy. Like e- even if that's the case, the fact that they were optioned down yesterday, and and Snicker said that they're still choosing between Von Grissom and Brandon Shoemake as the shortstop. I don't know, man. That that's baffling. So this whole shortstop position. And the whole story behind it during spring training has been really confusing to me because I, I thought it was I thought it was Von Grissom's like I thought that was it was his like we it's were going to roll with Von Grissom. Season. The off season shortstop debacle that the Braves have had has been ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Yep. You get rid of Dansby Swanson, who you should have resigned. Thousand. Percent. I mean, there's no doubt. Thousand. Percent. You get rid of him, then you're like, oh well, we're going to go in and we're comfortable with with Von Grissom. Okay, cool. I'm good with that. Like, the kids showed a lot last year when Ozzy went down. Let's go. Now you're going to send him down? And yesterday we were talking about him and Braden Shoemake having a battle. And they both were hitting over 400. So, like, what what the hell are we doing? And I believe Adrianza, the guy that they said is going to start at shortstop, is hitting, like, two something. Arcea. Yeah, Arcea. Yeah, he's hitting, like, 232 in spring training or something. Yeah. it just, it, I don't know. It doesn't, this is the first time I can remember in a while that I feel like they've sort of mismanaged a roster position. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the Ozuna thing was mismanaged roster wise. I mean, it, it, his was, his was off the field and you sort of had to stick by him because of his contract. But this is the first time in a while that it really feels like the Braves mismanaged a position because yeah, like you said, we have the chance to re-sign our veteran shortstop that's been here forever, won a World Series, and we didn't do it. I, now, the, the money he got from the Cubs is what it is, but I, I would have loved to see him Dansby back in a Braves uniform. I think we should have made a bigger push for it. And then all we heard all offseason was how good Von Grissom was doing down in training with Ron Washington at the defensive side. That's all we heard. He's doing amazing. He's doing great, yada, yada, yada. Him and Brandon Shoemake have been playing really well in spring training. And to have neither one of those guys as your opening day shortstop, it's just baffling. It, and it just it goes back to contract negotiations, and that's so stupid. I I hate when base and it only happens in baseball. I hate when baseball teams make decisions just to save money. I absolutely hate that. And that's that's all this is. Von Grissom, I don't know about Braden, Braden Shoemakes, but I know Von Grissom, if he doesn't get called up until like, I think it's June 1st or something like that. The Braves have one more year of control of his contract. That that is, that's just sleazy. Like, so we're just going to forego production at the shortstop role for the first month and a half of baseball just because we want one more year of control under his contract. I hate that, man. I absolutely, I absolutely hate that. Yeah, it's absolutely baffling for me. Um, we've talked about it before. The, you know, I, I'm in the 
trust, excuse me, double A camp. I, I really am. But this is, this is just really confusing to me. Like, absolutely confusing. It's confusing, too, that it seems like Brian Snicker is still choosing between those two. Maybe he was referring to, like, their long-term shortstop. Uh, maybe not their opening day shortstop. Maybe when he was saying they're still choosing between Braden Shoemake and Von Grissom, he was talking about, like, a long-term shortstop. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, very odd. Very, very odd. Well, what's not very odd is the Hawks. The Hawks just suck. Um, oh, yeah. Jeez. And we got to talk about it. So the Hawks will play the Pistons tonight. Um, bad news. Hawks forward jo- Jalen Johnson had an MRI yesterday and was diagnosed with a mild hamstring and groin strain. The Hawks will reevaluate him in a week. Well, that's always good. Those those injuries always heal fast, right? Really fast. Really <laughs> those, fast. Those don't linger. <laughs> Dear Lord, man. Oh, dude. I don't. I, I seriously. I'm at. I, I don't know what to say about these Hawks anymore, to be honest with you, man. It's it's a it's a mystery. I mean, right now we're below 500 again. It seems like every time we dip below 500, we play amazingly to get back to 500. And then when we're either at 500 or above 500, we play like absolute crap. So who knows, dude? Uh, Jalen Johnson obviously out tonight for the Hawks. DeJounte Murray is doubtful. Um, right now the Hawks are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pistons. Uh, dude, I just, I just don't know, man. I just – that that loss this weekend to San Antonio has got me so bummed out about the Hawks. It's honestly hard to get excited about them again this year. And I know it sucks. Yeah. I, I'm a huge Hawks fan, man. I've been a Hawks fan, I don't know, since the since the Joe Johnson, Josh Smith days. Like I've been a Hawks fan for a long time. As long and, as I've known you. Yeah, it, it just it just sucks, dude. It sucks to be in this position. It it, it sucks to have a roster that We've talked about this a lot on the podcast. A it's roster talented. that we, we thought it was a top four roster in the East. Yep. And, you know, I just, I don't know. That That's 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 sort of where I'm at with this Hawks team is, is I just I just don't know. I mean, right now, I believe we're we're in the uh, ninth or eighth spot. So still in the double elimination spot for the playoffs. It's, it's just frustrating. We're here. I think the I think the playoff positions are kind of out of it we're four games back to that uh two games back at the seven spot so the play in is sort of where it looks like we are probably going to settle and just as long as you can get in the top two of the play in as long as you're a seven or an eight seed it's, it's double elimination and we got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten, eleven. 11 games left on the schedule and we, we got to get some type of push here like some type of momentum going into those play-in games or it's gonna be uh, it, it's gonna be zero and two, man. I, I don't I don't know. I I, I don't want to seem like a Debbie Downer, but the more I see these Hawks, the more I just don't have faith in them. Do the Hawks cover tonight? I don't think so. That's a lot. That that, that yeah. seems like a ton to me, man. And and with I don't I don't I, this honestly though, Billy, this is the type of game where they do cover. This is the type of game they're below five hundred. This is the type of game where they come out and they win by like twenty five, and we all get hope. And we all get super excited that the Hawks are good, and the Hawks are going to go on a run. Uh, and they get they you know they get at five hundred, and then they go to Minnesota tomorrow night and they lay an egg. So, you know what? Probably, yeah. I'm going to go probably. They probably uh, they probably do cover just because that's the opposite of what my brain would think. 
NFL free agency continues as we are heading into week three. And the good thing about getting deeper into week three, Bryce, yeah, our tags go down. They do. Which is they do always indeed. a good thing. Yep. Yep. Um, Especially for a team like the Falcons, who have I don't know what their cap number is now, but I would still think they would have quite a bit of cap room because I don't feel like they've signed any major big money free agents. I feel like, man, I gotta I gotta give it to the Hawks or the Hawks. I don't have to give it to the Hawks. I gotta give it to the Falcons. I think the Falcons so far. I need to go back and look at everybody's signings, but early early reactions to free agency. I think the Falcons are a top five team and who and who they and who they sign, not necessarily going into next year, but I think the offseason moves, the free agent moves that the Falcons have done, I, I think they're one of the top five teams in, in best acquisitions over the offseason. Well, we've got between twenty to twenty-three million dollars left on the cap. Um and you have to figure you take away five to seven of that for um for the draft and maybe another four just to have just to have extra so what what if they're saving a big chunk of cap room to make a trade on draft day not happening what do you you think not happening and plus plus you know only have 23 million that ain't happening (laughs) i don't know i I just that just popped in my head that the number eight Falcons need a lot of help. They got the number eight pick. What if they trade back and get you know one or two veterans somewhere that that a, a team's trying to free up cap room? The Falcons have it. The Falcons trade for one or two veterans at I don't know what spot. I you know I, I don't even have a trade in my mind right now. But I wonder if that's in the back of any Falcons mind that hey, if we go into the draft with you know twenty million dollars in cap room, we could. Not necessarily we're looking for a trade, but that is another option open for us that we could trade back and get one or two veterans at a at a you know place of need. Well, Ngakwe is still out there um, for a free agent, and like I said, the the you know week three of free agency, the the price tag is obviously going to go down, so that's good. Um, we've got a there's still a lot of really good free agents. Um, possibilities out there for the Falcons. So I'm kind of interested to see how things play out the rest of the way. We are about five weeks away from the NFL draft. So that's that's something to pay attention to. Do you think they... What do you think the... Uh, yeah, that, eight, that eight pick. I don't know. I don't know, if the, I don't know if you could trade back and get anything. I mean, yeah, looking at the, looking at the free agency list, there's not a ton of I mean, I mean, Tremont Edwards is Edmonds is still out there. Uh, a linebacker, Jamil Dean, cornerback, Tremonte Jones, DN, Zach Allen, DN. There's not a ton of great free agents out there, and the fact the fact that the Falcons have waited until week three and the price tag has gone down. Larry Ogan Joby's out there. I think I might like to see uh, them go after him. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what the what the Falcons do uh, up until the draft. The Falcons have resigned Cornell Armstrong to a one-year deal. I'm I'm okay with that smart deal. Like it's a it's a one-year deal, so it's not going to be anything pushing anything. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the Falcons have also signed uh, wide res- Raiders former Raiders wide receiver Mac Hollins. Um, Hollins is coming off a career year in Las Vegas, where he was second on the team in receiving and touchdowns. 
Yeah, he had a he had 700 receiving yards last year and four touchdowns in a Las Vegas offense that was wildly inconsistent and looked lost every single Sunday. I don't know. A lot of people in Atlanta have been calling for a legit bona fide wide receiver two to go along with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't think Mac Hollins is that. I think he is a very – I think he's better than anybody else you had on the roster at wide receiver, you know, other than Drake London. So I right. think it's a nice pick. And I think you're going to see Kyle Pitts probably split out a bunch now with the acquisition of well, – who's the tight end the Falcons just got last week? Uh, John oh, Smith. John Smith. I think you're going to see Kyle Pitts split out a lot more in, in John Smith and more of that traditional tight end role uh, with the offense that the Falcons run. So I think I, I really don't know if the Falcons need that other big wide receiver because of the way they run their offense and the way that John Smith and Kyle Pitts will switch out uh, kind of playmaking duties at the tight end position. Mike Hughes is now expected to sign with the Falcons too, Bryce. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I didn't know Larry's brother um, played played um, uh-huh. played football. That's pretty. I I don't know. That's depth. Uh, Mike Mike Hughes was a cornerback for the for the Lions, I believe, last year. Former first round pick. He's a young guy, you know, maybe with a bunch of upside. I don't really remember him being terribly impactful for the Lions last year, but I, I think I think this is a depth move. I don't believe Mike Hughes is going to be one of the Falcons' starting cornerbacks. Uh, but cornerback, quarterbacks, DBs, and stuff like that in the NFL is sort of like pitchers in MLB. You can never have enough bodies. Yep. Well, free agency, like I said, continues on. Draft is five weeks away. Let's go. I'm excited. Be here before you know it. Billy, on the Marine South scoreboard from last night, not a lot going on here in the West Georgia area as far as, as, far as high school sports go. Uh, Villarica in baseball does beat Midtown eight to seven. Man, I feel like every time we see Villarica baseball, they keep winning. They're a top uh, ten team now. The team is talented, not surprising, and they should start region play, I believe, here soon. Midtown I don't is region. Oh, that's right. Midtown is region. Yep. Yeah, so that that started uh, started last week because I think they had a doubleheader. Is Maynard yep. Jackson Maynard Jackson's region as well, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, so that started last week. They had a doubleheader versus Maynard Jackson. Uh, yeah, Villarica is a talented, talented baseball team, man. Uh, Wade Bailey's doing great things out there with that team. Uh, for lacrosse, Bremen at Ola and the boys. We don't have a score for that one, but Harrison does beat Carrollton last night in a very close game for the girls, 12-11. to 11. On the Smiths floor-covering games and events calendar for tonight, a lot of stuff going on. It should be an absolutely gorgeous night in the diamond wherever you go tonight or if you're going to go watch out soccer it's supposed to be absolutely beautiful tonight sunny a little chilly but much 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 warmer than the past couple of days no in, joke yeah i mean we're getting a it, it, it'll feel like spring today compared to what it felt like on sunday <laughs> uh in baseball tonight herd county at temple at 5 30 that will be on hometown sports media Billy will have the call, and RB will be there giving him color commentary. So if you can't make it out in Temple, I highly encourage you do. Uh, but if you can't, listen in to Hometown Sports Media Network's presentation of high school baseball. Billy, baseball, not basketball. That's right, baseball. <laughs> Harrelson County at Gordon Central at 530. Carrollton at Campbell at 530. Bremen versus Ringgold at 555. And Snoraville at Central at 5:30, that Snoraville 
at Central Game, also on Hometown Sports Media. I will be on the call for that one uh, with nobody. It'll just be me all by my lonesome trying to do my best uh, Bob Euchre impression, I suppose. Lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Maybe I'll bring one of my split personalities and they'll help me uh, They'll help me do color commentary. You, you have plenty. I do. I certainly do. In soccer, Mount Zion is at home versus Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Just the girls tonight at 5 p.m. Villarica versus Tri-Cities. Girls at 5.30 and boys at 8 p.m. Temple at Harrelson County. Girls at 5 p.m. Boys at 7 p.m. Central versus Northwest Whitfield, girls at 5.30 and boys at 7.30. Bremen at Ringgold, girls at 5 p.m. and boys at 7 p.m. And then Bowden is at Manchester, girls at 5.30 and boys at 7.30. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee. Indeed, sir. Indeed to do. Actually, I need one once again. Went to bed last night. Forgot to pre-make my, pre-make my coffee, so I woke up to no coffee. Um, Billy, do Damn. you know what I did the other night that I've never done in my entire life? Uh, go for it because I'm going to be mean and I don't want to be mean. Uh, so you know I wear contacts. Yeah. Uh, every time before bed, take my contacts out, put them in my case, pour the contact solution in them, wake up the next morning, yada, yada, yada. I took my contacts out last night and never put contact solution in my contact holder box. I oh, woke no. up this morning and my contacts were hard as a rock. I've never done that. I've worn contacts since middle school. Never done that. Oh, no. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was, you know, had any beer last night or anything. I, I was a little tired, but I, I, I've i never done that. So, yeah, I had a, had a pop out a fresh new set of contacts this morning when I didn't need to. Those contacts were only like two weeks old. So I was a little a little mad at myself. But, yeah, first first time I've ever done that. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The NFL owners are expected to finalize a Roger Goodell extension. This Dude man just continues to get, to get paid. Dude is about to get G'd up. They, um, he already is G'd up. They they said, they estimated over his last contract, he got paid $500 million uh, for the entire length of the contract. And I believe the rumor, or, uh, excuse me, $600 million. And I believe the rumor is, let me see if I can find it. The number was on Twitter, but it doesn't look like it's on ESPN. The rumor is he is going to get somewhere between 50 and $60 million a year. That's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, but it's deserved. Like, he is in control of the biggest sports league in America and arguably the biggest sports league in the entire world. That's a lot of responsibility, man. So, like, I know people are going to look at this and be like, oh, why does he get paid this much? He does a lot of stuff. And there's a lot of things that rest on his shoulders. So, Dude, it's a hard job. It's uh, honestly probably a harder job than being president of the United States. More people care and pay attention to what Roger Goodell does than they do the president of the United States. So that's probably fair. Yeah, what whatever he gets paid is is what he is worth. And if, if he's if he gets paid fifty to sixty million dollars a year, that is what he's worth. Antoine Davis feels quote cheated out of breaking the NCAA scoring record. Yeah, this is not a good look, man. I, this this is a bunch of hearsay, a bunch of rumor. Um, but, you know, Antoine Davis almost broke broke Pistol Pete's NCAA scoring record in their conference tournament. He fell in the semifinals, I believe, but they thought that he was going to go uh, to the CBI or, or the, uh, the the college basketball playoffs, whatever, not the, not the NIT. Um, uh, but uh, the, uh, the, pres- the postseason tournament, let's see, what does it say? 
Uh, the situation is very personal and sensitive to me, but to be clear, I'm not mad at Antoine Davis, and I have nothing bad to say about Antoine Davis. My beef is with these tournaments. That's what Jason uh, Maravich said, the grandson of Pistol Pete Maravich. Apparently, the president, Rick Giles, said that they received unsolicited emails and voicemails about not letting Detroit Mercy uh, into any postseason tournaments. Uh, and he said that they all came from people that didn't want Antoine Davis to beat Pistol Pete Maravich's record. Oh, he my said, God. The decision we made wasn't based purely on whether we wanted him to break the record or not. That So that that purely, that one word right there infuriates Pure. me. Yep. Yeah. Which means that that fact, the fact that they didn't want him to beat Pistol Pete Maravich's record did come into play because that one word purely means that it thousand percent came into play. And and now, now that entire sentence, in my opinion, is a lie because that when he, when he worded it like that, I'm like, oh, it was 1000% the fact that you didn't want Antoine Davis to beat Pistol Pete Maravich's record. That's why you didn't let them into any postseason tournaments. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the fact that college basketball can't get out of its own way with the with the with the Miller stuff with Alabama that's been going on with uh, with Rick Pitino yeah. probably getting another shot. Now, this stuff with the postseason for not letting Antoine Davis try to beat Pistol Pete Maravich's record. College basketball is laying a lot of hot water. Are you really surprised the NCAA is, is messing up? No, no, I'm not. It's it, it's funny when when college football took the power away from the NCAA and sort of went off on their own. Then it's done nothing but skyrocket upward trajectory, and the NCAA is still very much in control of college basketball, and it is just an up and down roller coaster of emotions. Running back Damian Harris reaches a one year deal with the Buffalo Bills. Hey, good for him, man. We kind of said that this, we thought this might be a landing spot for Zeke because the Bills need a running game. That was one of their, I don't know, one of the glaring weaknesses of the Bills this offseason. Uh, yeah, Damon Harris goes there. One year, $3.75 million. I don't know what the cap room looks like up in Buffalo. I would assume there's not a lot. So I think that eliminates Zeke's possibility there. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where Zeke's going to go, man. Maybe he goes up to uh, up to Chicago and has sort of a split backfield with David Montgomery. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, good good get for the um, Bills at a, at, a, at a cheap price tag, I feel like. After delivering a ninth-inning double last night, Shohei Itani says he plans to hit and pitch in relief in the World Baseball Classic final tonight. That's fine. I mean, you can hit and pitch in a losing effort if you want to. Fine with us, Shohei. U S A, U S A, U S A. The worst thing about this, Billy, is the two best players in baseball are finally getting recognized: Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. They're on a big yep. stage. They're playing ball on a you know prime time, and next week they're gonna flutter into mediocrity and be out with the Angels the entire year. Yeah, I hate that man. Uh, Texans at tight end Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. Uh, I don't think it'll matter. That team is a dumpster fire. Good for good for Schultz. Good for Devin Singletary getting that uh, contract and going to play somewhere else. Both of them very talented uh, football players. I would I would have loved to have Dalton Schultz back in the uh, back in the Cowboys locker room. It made our locker room culture uh, show. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. Texans Texans have a long road to get back to legitimacy just on their you know talent roster. So. Right. 
it's bad. Schultz deals worth up to nine million, uh, and Singletary's I think is somewhere around like four million, something like that. Um, Schultz is only twenty six. I didn't know that. I felt like Dalton Schultz was a lot older than that. So uh, it feels like he's been playing for a long time. It does, dude. I feel like Dalton Schultz has been in the league for forever. Um, So Schultz at twenty six. I mean, theoretically, he could have another four to six years of being in his prime. So, but Texans, Texans have a long road to hoe until they get back to any even playoff consideration finally in 2019 japanese baseball right fielder ichiro suzuki finished his career with a record 4367 base hits between the npb and mlb as seattle mariners beat the oakland a's five to four in tokyo japan I ha- I've always believed this, and I will always say this, that if Ichiro Suzuki would have started his career in the MLB and not played in the the uh, NPB for as long as he did, I think he would have gone down as the greatest baseball player of all time. It's definitely a, a possibility. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I, I, would, I would not be remiss if... If he did play his entire career in the MLB, to put him above Hank Aaron, um, you know, but, you know, maybe worldwide greatest baseball player of all time. But yeah, I think if if Ichiro would have played his entire life in the MLB, I, I think he would have surpassed Hank as the greatest baseball player of all time. Bryce, do you have anything else? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a Tuesday. Gorgeous night tonight, everybody. If you are around, out and about, get out to the diamond, get out to the soccer field, support these athletes. A lot of great, lot of great soccer, a lot of great baseball happening tonight, and it's supposed to be supposed to be beautiful the next couple of days. I know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or excuse me, Friday, Saturday, we have a little chance of rain, but tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday, absolutely gorgeous. Get out and support these athletes. All right, like like Bryce mentioned, uh, I will be on the call tonight for Heard County at Temple. He will be on the call for Sonoraville at Central. But for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!